0: The aftermath of Nikola Jokic's flagrant foul of Markeith Morris has torn the NBA community apart, sort of. We'll rehash uh, the latest Jokic apology, and if Morris faces some kind of punishment, all that and more coming up next.
1: You are Locked on Heat, your daily Miami Heat podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every
2: day.
0: Hello, Heat Nation. It's a Wednesday edition of Locked on Heat, your daily podcast covering all things Miami Heat. However, you may be listening via YouTube, Odyssey, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you so much for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. I'm David Romil, and with me as always is my co-host Wes Goldberg. This episode of Locked on Heat is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. You know what I'm not loving, though, Wes, is this reaction to the Morris Jokic incident. We well, recorded both an episode of Lockdown Heat and Lockdown NBA last night because we always host Tuesday's episode. It just happened to be on the night when the Heat were dominating the news cycle. Half of Serbia in our mentions today defending Jokic, not what I expected. Uh, what's been your reaction to the aftermath of the incident from last night's loss?
1: Yeah, I, I, I guess the resp- <laughs> my initial reaction is surprise based yeah. on... The level of um, verbal violence that is sort of dominating the conversation, dominating the comments under the Locked On NBA YouTube page, the Locked On Heat YouTube page, even Um, the amount of like dislikes that we're getting on these videos, the amount of um, stuff on Twitter that is out there, and I I suppose just this this uh, this culture of just tough guyness that I didn't expect that usually. I know that we're in, the, we work in the world of sports, David. But I usually just don't see this kind of stuff, this this yeah. tough guy, faux jock mentality, um, in our mentions and in, around the conversations that we have. And maybe we've lived in our own little bubble, our little locked on Miami Heat bubble, whatever it is. But um, you get a comment like this from uh, John uh, Thenum over here who commented on one of our YouTube videos. Both of you guys are soft AF. Markeith Morris started it and Jokic finished it. And for the most part, a lot of the comments that I've been seeing in response to us in response to other people have basically been a version of that where, yeah. Hey, this is just what you do, man. Like you're, this is what Jokic had to do this in order to protect himself and his teammates. And we'll get to Jokic's apology here in a minute, but that's essentially what he said in his kind of fake apology that he made. Um, I that's the part that surprises me and it surprises me because I feel like it's pretty problematic of how we have this discussion. And I do think that you and I reacted strongly both on locked on heat yesterday and locked on NBA as well because we saw this happen in 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 real time. And in real time, it's really scary, not just scary because you see the level of violence with which Nikola Jokic hit Markeith Morris, but how long Markeith Morris stayed on the ground and how clearly he was in pain. This was not theatrical. This was not flopping. This was not something that he just put a show on in order to draw a flagrant and a game that was already lost, uh, by the right. way. No, this right. was re- like the stretcher came out like this was real. Uh, he was he, the fact of him just like um, flexing his hands, flexing his fingers over and over just to maintain some sort of uh, feel in, 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 the, in his fingertips, I suppose, like that stuff right. is really scary. And yeah, I think you and I came out strong with that, but rewatching it today, I do think Marquise Morris, I think it was a very hard foul on Nikola Jokic. I think it deserved the flagrant. It probably deserved the flagrant too. Based on all of the emotions that were occurring afterwards, I thought it was right for the referees to go ahead and just eject every, eject Morris, eject Jokic and just get them out of there. Just get them off the court or anything near the court, right? Like I agree with the referee doing that. Um but to say that that was the same as what Jokic did, or somehow deserved that, you could have handed—and this is what I said yesterday—you could have handed Marquise Morris the the flagrant two, and that would have been penalty enough. That's why we have that system in place. But for you, but we don't—we can't accurately confirm whether or not he did that with 100 intent to injure Jokic. What we can't—what we do know is that Jokic clearly in, intended to injure Marquise Morris, and that to me. To retaliate, yeah. To retaliate, and that's what's problematic. And again, you go back to the response here and just how many people are on are on Jokic's side. Mm-hmm. It, to me, it's just shocking. It
0: is. I, I agree with you. Uh, a lot to unpack there. I, even as we were talking our way through what we were going to talk about in today's segment, it, yeah. it just feels like this is – and this is just for the sake of our listeners and viewers – like we have no idea exactly how to approach it because there has been so much backlash. There is so much dissecting of this on almost every level. Whether you were involved as a Heat fan, whether you were just a part of NBA media, whether you're just a casual viewer uh, on our YouTube comments, like the, the level of vitriol was absolutely not something I expected. And and look, you you bring up a lot of good points. Uh one, the cult the the culture of the tough guy absolutely has been. A little strange to me like that that people feel very vindicated in jokic's retaliation is a very very surprising and people bringing up morris's past and his history of fake tough guyness and everything else like that even as you're typing in your 180 characters on twitter or whatever it is like that's just ridiculous to me is to accuse morris of being a tough guy or a cheap shot artist throughout his career even as you're saying yeah he deserves that completely i right. I, I don't know and, and look it's funny that we're getting these kind of takes because both of us have been labeled throughout our tenure as as media members, as being completely even keeled almost to like a detriment because most yeah. of our fan base would want to hear us be much more passionately involved in the teams that we cover and things of that sort. But the reality is that we're trying to present things in a much more, you know, again, even keeled perspective. And We come so from a, we'll-
1: journalis- a journalistic background here, and I think that's what was so shocking about this is that this was just outside of – Sort of the realm with which we deal, right? Like sure. this is not something that you and I are used to seeing. I mean, right. the the NBA has done a really good job since Mouse in the Palace. This is something you brought up on one of our shows yesterday? I don't remember which one, but <laughs> yeah, uh, all played
0: together after <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, we were recording it at two o'clock in the morning, so relax, people. But um, no, they've done a really great job since the Mouse in the Palace incident to basically expunge this out of out of the game. I mean, you go so as as, as far as you know Amari Stoudemire in the con- the conference finals, um, you know stepping onto the court and being suspended for a game for that. Um, there have been a few incidents here and there, but the NBA has largely gotten away from any all, any of this. And yeah. um, this was just uh, just it, it everything about this was surprising to me. And I, I think that you and I had to process it in real time. That's kind of the tough thing about the jobs that we have is. You know, I think a lot of people woke up this morning and watched it and saw some of the takes and stuff like you and I didn't get to do that. We had to basically react in real time, not once, but on two different episodes of Locked on NBA and Locked on Heat. And I I think that's what came through in our episodes yesterday or just was just the level of shock that that was here now going forward and, and kind of seeing this through a broader lens and all the responses, whether it be from other former players the Morris twins themselves, Jokic's brothers, Jokic himself. There's a lot of humor now, sort of in the aftermath of this, which I would like to talk about because um yeah, I, I just I don't want to retaliate with hate speech to people who have come at us with hate speech and you know, calling us soft and stuff like that. Just to me isn't interesting and it's not a level of discourse that I want to go into. Uh, yeah. but I think that there's still a lot to unpack here.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and look, I'm glad you brought that up because Regardless of where you stand in your fandom of of Nikola Jokic or Denver or anti Morris uh, or anti Morai, like there's no need to be insulting. There's certainly no need to be derogatory or anything like that. Disagree or agree with our takes, you know, you keep that. Keep that shit to yourself. Basically, like I, I mean, this is—I know this is Twitter, this is YouTube, this is the age of social media where you can post a lot of things that you feel comfortable doing. But that there's no place for that. And uh, where
1: does does do you think that's where the, the the tough guy thing is coming from? Like this, is it just because people can hide behind comments? Like again, I don't mean this to attack anybody. I really, I'm not interested in doing that. I, I'm, well, I'm it's funny. No, Curious. It's,
0: it's funny because they're saying. You know, as we were talking about Jokic probably meriting a one-game suspension, it's like I dare you to say that to his face, as you're insulting us via Twitter or YouTube. It's like, how can you, how can you take a stance like that? Like, we, we what should we do? Go talk to Joker and insult him himself? It's like, I, first of all, I won't. But we both have talked to Jokic at some point. Like we've seen yeah. him in scrums, we've seen him in the locker room. Like, I've talked to Jokic is-
1: several times. He's a very nice guy to deal with. This yeah. was, and again, I'll go back to. We were shocked that this happened. We weren't like, ah, oh, part and parcel with Nikola Jokic. Here we go again. Right. Like, no, we were. We were shocked. Um, I right. said that he had a history. He does. This is not something I wouldn't say to his face. I would say, hey, you probably deserve that suspension. You know what Nikola Jokic would say? I probably did deserve that suspension. <laughs> I would tell Nikola Jokic, hey, you have a history of doing things like this. Nikola Jokic would say, what? He said this to other reporters. Like, yeah, right. it's something I'm
0: trying to work. On. We should just play this really quick. This was his. This was his. Um, let's let's his... save that. Let's save that for okay. the next segment. It started off because there's a lot to go from there. And it, look, it's just, it's been an interesting, not even 24 hours at this yeah. point. But we'll continue to talk about the aftermath of Nikola Jokic and his hard foul on Markeith Morris and the potential ramifications from the NBA. But first, one thing that you never have to worry about is the great taste of Bilt Bar. Look, I love Thanksgiving. I've talked about it here before. We've talked about our favorite foods, the side dishes that everybody loves so much, all the good food and treats. But maybe you just want a yummy dessert on Thanksgiving. I know a lot of people like like pies and things of that sort. I, I think we've talked about this before. Wes, where, where do you stand on on pecan pies? Well, I'm surprised you remember that I love pecan pie. Uh, yeah,
1: we—it's probably been a few Thanksgivings since we talked about this. Yeah, that's the number one—that's the number one Thanksgiving pie. And look, don't come at me in the comments now, being like, "Screw you and your pecan pie!" It's insulting the pie. apple pie, <laughs> like, look—I don't love baked apples, so apple pie can—it's not my favorite thing. But a pumpkin pie, a pecan pie, cherry pie, blueberry pie—I love all of it. But pecan pie, number one.
0: Yeah, but you know what? If you want to pass in the pecan pie, and there might be good reason to do so, it's the perfect time for built Bars. It's the new holiday dessert. All of the taste and none of the guilt. Uh, if you want to t- get an indulgent treat and, you know, something, again, part of the holidays, built Bar is a way for you. Replace the coconut cream pie with coconut built Bar or the raspberry built Bar instead of the raspberry pie, something that a lot of people apparently eat. Lots of good flavors to replace any pie, maybe even pecan. Low-calorie, low-carb. Low fat, high protein, covered in 100% real chocolate, built bar is a great option for when you're hungry. If Thanksgiving isn't coming soon enough, go for a built bar or maybe two. Share some at family gatherings. You know these can get often very awkward for a lot of people. If you don't want to, you know, break, if you want to break the ice and just get everybody on the same page, there's one thing that brings everybody together: the great taste of built bar. So uh, new surprises all month. Limited time flavors arriving at built.com regularly. So check the site often. There's nothing like a built bar Black Friday. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, and you get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCK15, but only if you go to built.com.
1: All right, back here with Locked on Heat. Thank you for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, David, I want to get to the Nikola Jokic sound here in a minute. But you said that Raspberry Pi is something that... People apparently eat. Have you not had raspberry pie?
0: I've never had raspberry pie. No, I. I this I your first time Miami. hearing of it. Uh, I think I've heard of that before. Look, I I grew up in Miami. My parents are Cuban. Uh Pie was like uh, they never had pie in Cuba. That's for sure. But uh you know, when they came to this country, pumpkin pie was the only pie that ever graced our table at Thanksgiving. And eventually, I tried pecan pie, and like you, it is my favorite.
1: What's the uh What's the dessert of choice for? For your family growing up uh
0: on thanksgiving oh uh
1: flan, flan. okay yeah, yeah.
0: yeah can't go wrong with flan
1: i looked up ordering uh uh the 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 joe's key lime pie because i wanted to oh, bring yeah. that over to my parents because that's you know obviously famous you know it's 70 dollars to get that delivered one pie is 70 dollars and they're like we'll cut you a deal if you order two two pies for 100 bucks and i was like 50 dollars a pie hardly sounds like a screaming mm-hmm. deal I thought you were going to tell
0: me two pies for 140 because I would really like that. that. That seems much more in line with <laughs> Joe <laughs> Stone Crabs. Yeah. Uh, One for 70, two for 140. <laughs> or two him. for 150.
1: There you go. <laughs> yeah. um, he promised the Nikola Jokic sound. Uh, this is his apology after the game. Uh, we'll discuss it uh, right after you hear it.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's. Uh... It's a stupid play, you know. Uh, I feel bad. I, I, I'm not supposed to react that way, but it's a, it's in the middle of the game. I got hit. I didn't. I saw him, but I didn't even like. I I, tried, I thought it was just gonna be like a take foul, you know. So and he kind of bumped me, and I was like, that was a little bit like. He, I think it's it was a dirty play, uh, and then I just needed to protect myself. I I felt it bad, and it's I'm not supposed to react that way first of all to not get thrown out of the game Uh, so uh, uh, I cannot help my team win the game which is the most important thing but uh, you know it it happens I feel bad Uh, I'm not supposed to react that way but you know the way I need to protect somehow myself you know probably if if I didn't react that way it wouldn't be even a flagrant foul or whatever so it was just in a moment of uh, whatever, adrenaline, you know, running up and down, and you're just, it's reaction.
1: Yeah, so that's the, uh, that's the sound there. That's one of those, uh, David, that's one of those apologies that kind of started as an apology, and then it quickly turned into an explanation of his actions. Like, that... Right. That doesn't really work. I mean, that doesn't work anyway. Like, you can't tell your boss, like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry I was late, but like, I was eating cereal in the morning, and if I didn't eat that cereal, I was gonna be hungry all day. And if I was hungry, you're not gonna want a hungry worker because now I'm not gonna eat." So that's why I was two and a half hours late to work today. Sorry, I missed our two most important clients in the big meeting. But look, that's just—it just, exactly. was in the middle of the morning, and I, I had to, I had to, I had to feed myself. Like, it just doesn't—it doesn't necessarily work to me. That—that uh, that comes off to me. As a, I think he was remorseful. I do. But I do also think that he's like, I'm going to defend myself anyway here. Like, it just didn't work as an apology.
0: That, that's the part that gets to me. Like, what defense? Like, who's coming at him? Like, Morris delivers the foul and walks away. Why? What's there to defend yourself? Like I, I, at this point, like this is the first time I've seen this. Like I saw tweets about it, but I wanted to save my reaction for this. Cause this is the first time I've seen this video and you're absolutely right. It's like one of these, well, I'm sorry. You got offended right. by me calling you an asshole. Uh, you know, I'm like, right. well, uh, yeah,
1: if, if I tell my fiance, look, look, I'm sorry. I cursed you out for no, absolutely no reason. But in my defense, I was standing in the kitchen and I felt like it. Like it was like it doesn't it doesn't
0: work this way. Like as soon really as you start the butt and then explain, it right. no longer is an apology. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I don't think there was any need for him to defend himself. Uh, he brings up an interesting point that I was thinking about in a previous segment. Like if Markeith Morris doesn't get hit by Jokic. Would they have called it anything more than just a personal foul? I don't think they would have called it a flagrant. I don't think it would have been under review at all. What kind of built it up was the retaliation from Jokic. If, well, if that, it was was, just, that was the, his point,
1: right? He's like, I almost had to retaliate in order to get the flagrant two called. And my thing was like, you were up 20, dude.
0: Yeah. Like, you, you what didn't do you need want? that. What do you want the eighth guy on the rotation kicked out of the game for? Like, <laughs> were you going to go after Dwayne Dedman next? I mean, damn you, Caleb Martin, where are you? The whole thing seems really strange to me, but um, and it was that, and
1: then so he's defending his actions, and then you saw former players, Richard Jefferson and J.J. Reddick, go on to their personal platforms uh, and also sort of defend it in the same way, basically saying, like, look, Marquise Morris hit him first, and this is just what happens, and players are going to protect themselves. Players are going to retaliate. J.J. Reddick went so far on first take and to say something like, I'm all here for the pettiness, I'm like, dude, this is more than just pettiness. This was like like I'm here for pettiness. Like nobody loves Petty in the NBA as much as I do. Like I I'm all for like just harmless pettiness, but this was harmful. And that to me was was sort of the difference. I don't know. I'm also not a former NBA player and I'm willing to acknowledge that. And I haven't been in these locker rooms and I haven't been on the court and I haven't felt the emotions that the the way that they are heightened in those specific instances, but I just can't imagine. I don't know care how competitive you are. You're up 20. I can't imagine that tempers were flared that high. I can't imagine that like, uh, there are a lot of former players out there that, I mean, I'm sure there are some that are agreeing with Richard Jefferson and J.J. Redick. There's a lot that aren't also. Udonis Haslam going out and saying, look, it has nothing to do with how hard the foul was. You just never go it. You never hit somebody from behind. You never hit them from behind their back. I, I think there are probably a lot of players who are
0: feeling that way, too. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh there probably will be, unfortunately, also some uh, latent xenophobia there because Jokic, as a European player, might be accused of being a cheap shot artist and things of that sort. Uh, and and I, I'm a little surprised, honestly, that Jefferson and Redick uh, condoned their his actions as completely as they did. It's it's weird. Look, I, you know, we were talking about this in the previous segment, and I just can't seem to get away from it. Like in real time. Like, even I was thinking about it today because I was so surprised at all these reactions from people, you know, defending Jokic. And I'm thinking to myself, was the Heat broadcast particularly biased? Did they not slow it down enough so that we could see Morse laying into Jokic in a particular way that made it seem much more egregious than it actually did? Again, in real time, at nearly one o'clock in the morning, what we saw was Joke. I mean, Jokic kind of flail, get hit by. Uh, by Morris and that was kind of bang bang almost over in an instant and then as Morris is walking away this really quick decisive retaliation from Jokic and that's the part that kind of stuck with us I don't know there's a lot to break down it was a hard foul
1: it was a really hard foul it deserved the flagrant that happens almost every other game though stuff like this doesn't happen every other game and now um we talk about the aftermath and all of this um The Jokic brothers now are on Twitter. The Morris twins are now on Twitter. Uh, Well, now I don't, I believe Marcus Morris is getting off of Twitter because his mom told him to. There's a lot to get into that. Uh, The Heat and the Nuggets rematch November 29th. We'll look ahead to that as well. But first, if you want to bet on that game, do it at betonline.ag back and better than ever with a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all of the basketball and football action this season Head to the, the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all of these amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts.
0: Just a reminder that you can always reach us via email at lockdownheat at email.com or via Twitter using the hashtag heat. You can, of course, always uh, reach out to us via direct messages and make sure to please subscribe to our YouTube channel and also subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them because you want the best content available and we're the ones providing it for you. So, absolutely follow up on that. Look, I know a lot of people are interested in what's going to happen for the rest of this uh, five game road trip, four games left on this trip. And, you know, No other place to get that kind of feedback and and all the things that you need to know than right here over at Lockdown Heat. We were talking a little bit more about the aftermath of the uh, Morris incident with Nikola Jokic and what happens next. Uh, Right now, as of our recording, no decisive um, action from the NBA yet. I'm not sure if there's going to be a suspension for Jokic. We both argued yesterday that it seems likely he'll be suspended. I don't think Morris will get suspended. And I know a lot of people seem to think otherwise. Have you changed your perspective now after, you know, in the clarity of day? Do you still think it's likely that Joker gets suspended and that Morris is not?
1: I think what we'll see is Nikola Jokic gets suspended for multiple games. And maybe Marky Morris gets one game just again mm-hmm. because the NBA has a reputation to um, kind of go better safe than sorry in these instances. So I can see if they just want to do one game for Morris and just like, look, Let's just let's just slap everybody on the wrist and try to move on and make this the least amount of a deal as possible. Because suspending Jokic and then sort of inflaming that anti-Morris side of this argument, I suppose, might kind of rile emotions again. And so maybe it's just easier. Hey, let's give like Morris one, give Jokic two, uh, and call it a day. Maybe there's something that happens with that. But like I said, I mean, by the time people even see this, that we might even know what's going to happen. But um, what I'm more interested is what happens November 29th. <laughs> because now we've like – so you've got the Jokic brothers on Twitter saying uh, that re- – well, responding to Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris going on to Twitter saying, hey, noted, basically saying like I'm going to remember this. And then, the, uh, of course, referring to his twin brother, Markeith. And then you've got the Jokic brothers who – like you read that Lee Jenkins profile, these are guys who used to keep uh, hold Nikola Jokic's arms down and throw knives at his head. Okay, that's the kind of people that we're dealing with. We saw them last year in the playoffs, kind of almost trying to get out of the stands and fight people. I mean, like these are just uh, uh, these are tough guys, right? Um, they just said uh, on Twitter, "You should leave this to Marcus Morris. You should leave this the way it is instead of publicly threatening our brother. Your brother made a dirty play first. If you want to make a step further, be sure." We will be waiting for you, signed Jokic Brothers, which is like, I don't know, might as well be signed the Mario Brothers. Like, they're just like cartoon characters almost at this point. But um, now you've got that. You've got Marquise getting involved. You got Marcus getting involved. Then you got Marcus signing off, basically piecing out from social media altogether because his mom said, like, nothing good is going to come from this. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening. We've got 20 days between now in the denver game but i think that there's still going to be a lot of intrigue november 29th when the nuggets visit the miami heat
0: okay should they schedule i don't even watch wrestling anymore i don't i I know it's still a thing uh should they kind of arrange for some kind of a big bash here i think the two brothers versus the two brothers i think that would be a lot of fun
1: well i think Um, it's it's currently scheduled for nba tv i think you just move this thing to
0: pay-per-view altogether. nice yeah i like it um I kind of half-joking, but probably not now, and and, and retrospect shouldn't have done that, but I I figured that maybe Udonis Haslam would probably get some early minutes on the 29th as a scene of some kind of a a retaliatory move, obviously not very likely. Like the fact that he played last year against Philadelphia, it was the last home game of the season, if we all recall. Miami already pretty clearly in the playoff picture at that point. It was later in the season. It didn't really matter as much. I, I, this isn't baseball. You can't just bring somebody in here to throw at somebody, an opposing player's head and bean them. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's I don't not think... hockey
1: where you can just bring somebody in, just throw the gloves down before the ref even puts the
0: puck in play. Right? It doesn't right. work that way. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I don't actually expect uh, UD to get any kind of playing time there on the 29th, but we'll both be there. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a really tense atmosphere. I... Will the Jokic brothers be there? Do you think that the Heat should allow them even no. in the building? No, they won't. They can't. Like this organization, they don't want it. They don't want to bring that crap there. They don't want, I mean, not, not calling the Jokic brothers crap. They just, they don't want that. They want everybody to be able to enjoy themselves. I can't imagine a world where those two seven footers, you know, find a way to maybe they'll get their tickets on StubHub or something like that. I don't even know if that's still a thing, but uh, you know, they'll just show up and all of a sudden what can heat security do? Are they going to kick them out of the game? It's going to be crazy. Look, that's the first game of the Denver road trip. They're going to be in Miami. They'll be rested, no excuses. This will be just like what Miami did when they went over into Denver. The first game of their road trip, they played Milwaukee at home on the 26th and then on the 29th. So three days rest to prepare for a very tense situation against Miami. So let's, let's, let's kind of take a step back before looking ahead to the 29th. Let's say Morris does get suspended who fills in for him uh, on the, against the Lakers on Wednesday because I think that's oh, a yeah. huge thing. Oh, and a reminder also that we'll be doing a live stream of that game as well. Yeah. Following this, the game, we'll be you know t- jumping on board with about five minutes left in the fourth quarter, just as we did against the Dallas Mavericks last week, so that was a fun event. A lot of people responded to that very favorably, so we'll be doing it again for the Lakers. A big game there. Uh, yeah, we we'll look
1: have, forward to to talking to people about the game, too, so you can jump absolutely. on. we we'll the comments yes. open. Um, yes. We're just really excited to engage with all, all of you and, and just talk about the game but um i think it falls to caleb martin if morris misses some time i think uh pj tucker you probably see an uptick in his minutes dwayne dedman you could see an uptick in his minutes do you see uh maybe a bam out of bio dwayne dedman front court for a couple minutes here and there Ooh. like there's just not that many options yeah. um given the heat's injuries and everything that they don't have available to them right now. I think you see yeah. a lot of Jimmy Butler at the four type of stuff. Maybe a lot more Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero playing together. There's there's different ways, but ultimately either I, I think we'll probably see a little bit more small ball. I think that Spo will probably be a little reluctant to go with like
0: that Twin Towers uh lineup setup. But um Yeah, and and no updates yet either on Max right. Struess. We've heard that he's been upgraded to questionable. We're not sure exactly about his timetable for returning. He might be available. That would be nice a nice addition, though, though Martin has kind of stepped up and played some decent minutes here and there in place of Struess. It would be nice to have another guy who can come in there, stretch the floor, and provide just another athletic wing uh, as an option for Eric Spolstra. Any other final takeaways before we move on here? Because, again, we could probably talk about this for a two-hour segment here, but I think it's time to kind of put a bow on the situation. Yeah, look, I think we'll we'll
1: get some of the news on the suspensions uh, here in a little bit, uh, if there are any, um, but... Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't think, I think honestly, this is a story that's going to fizzle out. Um, if not by the end of today, by the end of the week, and certainly by the 29th, if we remember last year, the Jimmy Butler, TJ Warren stuff was sort of a big deal. And then the Pacers and the heat played and everybody's like, Oh, what's going to happen? And just nothing happened at all. Like just nothing. Um, they just played the basketball game. And I think that's, what's going to happen here. I, you know, I think Nikola Jokic is obviously an MVP player, one of the best players in the league. Jimmy Butler, same thing. I do think that there's, there's just going to be some sort of mutual respect I don't, or just maybe in a wantingness to just move past this and get on with your own individual seasons. I just right. kind of interesting to talk about, funny to, to kind of laugh at certain parts of this. Um, obviously, you hope to never see something like that actually happen on a basketball court again, but uh, I do think this is one of those news stories that are just going to, by the time these two teams meet again, it'll be a talking point briefly and I think we'll be um, I, I think it'll just end up being, you know, water under the bridge by then.
0: Well, that does it for today's episode. Again, remember to jump on tomorrow when we take on the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. We'll be there uh, to provide a full recap of that game. So make sure you jump on board there and leave comments, questions. We love interacting with you during that whole process. It's going to be a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to talking with all of you. Thanks for making Locked on Heat your first listen every day. Make sure to make your second listen, Locked on Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd. He hosts the number one daily fantasy basketball show on the planet this is David or Mill signing off for now. Thank you four for joining me, Wes. With...
1: Wrap it up, B. Wrap it
2: up, B.